Welcome to episode number 33, Does Hard Work Pay Off? This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Heck, Manny, and Gabe. And once again, we're fortunate enough to have another guest, and it's a special guest to us. It's a longtime family friend, our boy Gilbert Rodriguez. Gilbert. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to jump right into it. This episode is titled, Does Hard Work Pay Off? In this episode, we have a special guest, friend and entrepreneur, Gilbert Rodriguez. We discuss the topic of working hard, the types of workers we are, the kinds of examples we lead for our children, and what we want them to take away from it all, and our recommendation to slackers. We wrap up the episode with quotes from Marlon Wayans and Maria Bartiromo. Marlon Wayne. All right, All right. Marilyn Wayne. So I like to kick things off with a brief definition from uh, dictionary.com, and I want it to, I defined it the word work, and it is defined as exertion or effort directed to produce or accomplish something, labor, toil. Number two, productive or operate activity. And three, employment, as in some form of industry, especially as a means of earning one's livelihood. So that's a definition of work from dictionary.com. Thank God they didn't use work in the definition as they usually do. Work, work, um, work. So uh, for all the people new and old, thank you for joining us. We drop an episode every Tuesday morning. Don't forget to download and subscribe. And as you know, we kick off the episodes with a brief story. But since we have a special guest, our boy Gilbert, we're going to actually have him say his story, kind of switch some things up. And uh, I think it would be a bit beneficial for us to hear... uh, Something from him, a brief bio about himself, and ultimately how he was able to go from apprentice to a successful business owner. So, Gil, you want to take it from here? Get her done. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a long time um, coming, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I was an apprentice. I've been doing piping work all my life, ever since I was 17 years old. Actually, even before that, I was in 10th grade doing uh, the Votech school. And so at the Bucks County uh, Community Technical School, whatever you want, I guess I guess that's what it's called now. But at the end of the day, it was one of these things where uh, I decided to go into piping, plumbing. And at the time, I didn't I didn't realize that it was going to be my lifelong uh, career choice. I just kind of picked it to kind of to kind of get me through, I guess, school. Um, Never left it. Been doing it ever since. I'm 34. Um, I started off as an apprentice, worked my way up in the trade, uh, was able to become a technician, a, a full-time technician, and uh, worked for several companies. Uh, plumbing, you know, was one of these trades that at the beginning when I picked it, um, I got a slack from a lot of people only because it's just a trade job, you know, and, and people look at plumbing and they just automatically assume that it's just drain work or, you know, get the, the dirty stuff. Plunger, and, get the plunger out and plunge out sinks. Exactly. You know, things like that. (laughs) But, you know, as I as I got into it, I just kind of had this drive in me um, to be able to take it as far as possible. Um, And and within my career, 
I've been able to, to literally go all over the world um, in, in doing pipe, piping projects all over the world from working uh, for a government contract uh, company um, doing five months in Antarctica. Uh, being able to, to support NASA on a project out there uh, was was tremendous. It was one of my highlights uh, of of my career, to be honest with you. And so being able to travel the world and, and do some of these projects, you know, I've, I've done a lot of uh, uh, well water projects, being able to bring water, clean water to small villages and third world countries, nice. um, being able to volunteer for that. And so and this is before I owned the, the business. So that was a really big passion of mine to be able to have enough time and to really follow my passion. Um, and that's that's to, to travel and to, to be of service to, to anybody that needs water. And so I, I was a, I was an apprentice, worked my way up as a, as a plumber, worked my way into to having the business that we have now. Um, and within that business where we're, I kind of kind of got into the medical uh, the medical piping a niche of the business, which is dealing with uh, oxygen piping, uh, surgical vacuum, nitrous oxide, um, and di- different different piping projects like that, which then led to liquid cryogenic work, which is liquid oxygen, liquid nitrogen, and things like that. So been very fortunate, been very blessed. Um, I have a, an awesome family that supported me throughout my career. And, uh, you know, it took a lot of hard work to get to wh- where I'm at. Um, it, it wasn't easy by any means. There's been a lot of long nights and, and you guys know, you, you guys have, have been, you know, we've, we've been friends for a very, very long time. So, um, uh, it, 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 it took a long, it, I would like to think that it took a long time, but at the end of the day, you know, it just, it really took a lot of hard work. And so now, um, uh, you know, I own a, a plumbing business, a plumbing and piping business. Um, we do a lot of residential, commercial, um, industrial and, uh, and medical piping. So, Long story longer. Um, it's 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 what I do. I love it. Um, like I said, it's been able to 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 really get me financially free. I've been able to uh, have you know 18 employees in a matter of uh, three years. You know, we're, we're we're a multi-million dollar business, and we I, I couldn't be more blessed to be a part of something so big. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just a kid from Bristol, to be honest with you. Uh, born in Lower Bucks Hospital, so. To, to be where I'm at today, man, you know, it, it took a lot of help from a lot of people. It took being humble. It took listening to successful people. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all about, you know, uh, being willing to be teachable. And if you're teachable and if you talk to the right people, you'll get there yourself, you know. And so, uh, again, I'm just very blessed. I have a nine year old son and uh, my wife. Uh, we've been married. Shanique, we've been married going on 14 years in March. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's been a long time. And, and like I said, I'm just, I'm grateful. You know, I got a lot of people around me that support me. So that's very important. How many years you've been in North Carolina? I uh, moved here in 2004. Good. Uh, the accent so, picked up. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right, course, Bo, you want to explain that to us? <laughs> How'd you get that, Bo? A while ago when I moved down here in 2004. <laughs> Right, so so I know you so now, just gave yeah. like a like a, a brief bio of you know yourself, how you got involved. Um, I thought it was intriguing that uh, the whole thing started a basically like a shot in the dark kind of deal, uh, yeah. just something to do at a tech school or whatever. But just to fast forward really quick and kind of you know give us an explanation because when you were here in Pennsylvania, uh, where you're originally from, 
what where was the transition and because now you're you're located and and your home base really is out of north carolina and this yeah. is where your business started and and, and is flourishing from obviously sure. you guys go outside you know north carolina state-wise but uh sure. that's that's the home base so how, how did what was that about going from pa to nc so um i got married young i was married uh in fact i i had just turned 21 when i got married so i got i, I turned 21 in january got married in march and so we had bought a um a home and actually in in wildwood believe it or not but it was unlivable it was one of these homes that you know contractors passed it up i mean it needed so much work it was so bad uh i remember working uh during the day and then working at night, going to the house and working at the house till about maybe 11 o'clock at night, then going to Jersey, sleeping and getting back up at 5 a.m. to go to work and do it all over again. And so uh, we did that for about five months, got the house completed. And then my wife's uncle was showing he was actually looking to move to North Carolina. He was from actually New Jersey. And so while I was working, you know, full time job plus overtime, she was working, you know, nonstop as well at, a, at, a, uh, at an eye doctor's office. We were looking at these homes that her uncle was looking to buy, and and it just dawned on me. I said, "Wait a minute, you can get what you know for your money. Your money goes a lot further in in the South." And so, you know, my wife and I talked about it. We said, "Look, I've I've really you know we're just starting out. We're newlyweds. You know, we we uh we got a lot going for us, and except for being up north at the time, we just didn't have money. We didn't have hardly any anything to to, to kind of live off of. So." We only had trash bags to our names, and that's that's the, that's the honest truth. We had six trash bags. We only had clothes with us, and we were living with a, a friend in Jersey that gave us a and actually like a like an oversized closet to sleep in while we fixed the house. So I got in an amazing amount of debt um, trying to fix the house, and so that we really couldn't afford. To be honest with you, we we, we bought this house. It was a HUD home. It was back in two thousand and I believe uh, three. Yeah, two, actually 2004 when we bought the house when at the time, I don't know if you guys remember the mortgages, anybody could get a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was 21 and, and it was a no-doc loan. I mean, they didn't ask for any information. That's wild. They were just like, do you have a job? I said, absolutely. They're like, well, congratulations, you're a new homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> so back back then, you know, everybody can get a mortgage. So we got a mortgage. We couldn't, we couldn't really couldn't afford it. And so we were able to sell the house. And then moved to North Carolina, um, start, you know, we actually had our house built with the money that we've made in the house in, in Pennsylvania. So then and and that really kind of propelled us in the right direction as far as our lives, as far as our focus, as far as our ability to kind of sink our feet into our new home, into our new atmosphere, our new surroundings. It was just my wife and I. Her uncle had yet moved down. So it was just uh, her and I. And we lived there, just her and I, for about, I think, a year and a half until uh, some family started moving down. But, you know, we were young. We were early 20s. And, and that's exactly how it happened as far as the transition. Um, I was actually working for a, a plumbing company in, in out of Levittown. And uh, my boss in Levittown, you know, I, I told him I was moving to North Carolina. He asked me if I had a job. And I said, no. He said, don't worry about looking for one. I'll find you one. And so, again, that's just a testament of, of, you know, being surrounded by really good people. And so uh, my boss up in, in Levittown actually called the plumbing company here in, uh, in North Carolina and, and told this company about me. And, 
and I was able to come in and, and land a job right away. Um, oh, so it was a really awesome. smooth transition. That's so um, awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I was just forever grateful for, for that connection that was made. And so in North Carolina, I've been working for plumbing companies and for, for a while. And, and that's, how I, I, that's how the transition really happened, you know. That's, cool. that's a fascinating that's so awesome. story. So this now, guy. So now you consider yourself a master plunger or? Yeah, it's something <laughs> sort of master plunger. Um, depends on how you look at it. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> so the common thread that I'm hearing is work, 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 work. It was not easy. There's a bunch of bumpy roads, but yeah. somehow, some way, uh, you guys figured it out. Uh, the planned, whether it was a plan or not, um, just kind of you guys went with went with the flow, but not in an easy way. Obviously, it took a lot of hard hard work, dedication. I'm sure a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of headaches, <laughs> a lot of arguments, whatever. But because that that's definitely not easy to do. But but so let's just open this up now that we have kind of like Gilbert's background for everyone else. Obviously, the guys here in the studio know who he is and and knows um, his background. But even us, I mean, we've been friends for the longest time. There's stuff yeah. in that brief bio that I didn't even know. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of cool. That's why I love the podcast. It kind of opens up things to, uh, you know, elements that we didn't know about each other. It's kind of interesting. Keeps it. Um, oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's fun. So, with that being said, the first question is, and anyone can answer now. Now, Gil, you're part of the group now. Uh, uh, does hard work pay off? Yeah, absolutely. Not at all. Absolutely. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? That's an honest <laughs> answer. <laughs> hey, you know, some sometimes it, you know some people feel that way. No. Uh, but I think I think he was kidding. But yeah. So so does hard work pay off? I mean, just listening to that that awesome story. Knowing the stories of each guy here, I'm gonna go on my, you know, you know, on my own here and say, uh, yes, hard work oh, does pay absolutely. off. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of hardworking guys in the studio. We have a hardworking individual um, on Skype joining us now. And to be honest with you, we had, I want to say, and I'll speak. Let me just speak for myself anyway. We had the support um, of family members. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about financially or nothing like that. I'm just talking about just like the moral support or like the support yeah. in a sense where they want you to do better, right? They yeah. want to yeah. cheer you on. They yeah. want to see you become, you know, the best version of yourself, so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't mean they're going to do the push-ups for you, right? We talk about this all the time. You got to do your own push-ups. Mm-hmm. Like we all want to be physically fit. We all want to be financially independent, we got to do the work ourselves. Like yeah. they can't do the push-ups for us. They can't stack, uh, you know, stack the, the your your savings account for you. You got to do that stuff. You got to become uh, disciplined yourself. So, yeah. just just going on that. But the other thing, when we're talking about hard work pays off, and, and seeing all you know, or listening to Gilbert's story, a lot of that's there's a lot of risk in there too, right? Yeah, Yeah. because it's like a lot of, you know, some people might say, um, you know, oh, well, that's a gamble. He took a gamble. But if he took what I would call calculated risk, because then he's basically he had a house that, you know, wasn't, you know, the best fit, I guess, for them, but then flipped it, you know, got his money back. It wasn't the best situation, but then made a better, even better situation for his his little family, him and his wife. Um, that's a calculated risk, right? And then making that move to a place where cost of living's lower. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's almost genius. Yeah. Move, move. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so going from there and, 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 or, or listening to his story, Gil, is there, when we say, does hard work pay off? Uh, the clear answer is yes. Was that something that you saw growing up or is that just something that you just have naturally or is it a combination of both? Um, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about that when people say, you know, hard work or uh, being driven, motivated, uh, things like that. And at the end of the day, I think it's something that has just been uh, within me for a long time. My, I think you guys are too, but I'm my brother and I. We're we're first generation here. You know, mom and dad come from straight from the island of Puerto Rico, and and dad and mom struggled. I mean, growing up, I mean, my dad was a maintenance man for uh, many years at apartment complex because he didn't know English, and and they weren't the best of conditions. And so, you know, my mentality, especially now that I get older, I can really uh, I can really see this is my drive. A lot of it comes from, you know, hey, look, you know, mom and dad came over here. They, they took a shot. They went to a country that they had no idea how to speak the language. They had two boys and now they're in a country not not knowing the language growing up in some, you know, not so great condition. And so the way I look, I like to look at it is that's a lot of motivation. You know, that's a lot of motivation to say, hey, mom and dad, your move to to, to here wasn't uh, a waste. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my brother and I got here. So I'm going to work extremely hard at no matter what I did in my life to either, you know, to make number one, make them proud. But number two, uh, show them that, look, mom and dad, you guys did make the right move because, you know, um, and, and not, not just financially, but in any aspect of life you like to consider yourself successful. And so with that being said, with working hard, motivation and all that, you know, a lot of that comes from uh, how I grew, how I grew up, you know, when I was young, um, my mom and dad, my brother, you know, the, the people that are closest to me, you know, and as far as working hard, that, that's just something that, you know, pops has always taught me work ethic from a very, very young age, you know, um, and, and, and that I don't, I don't know if that will ever leave me. You know, and that's something that the, to try to transfer that to your to your children is is something that of, of that is extremely important, you know. And so but to answer that question, I mean, that yeah, I, I think I've had motivation since I was a since I was a kid. When I was a, when I was younger, man, I was a scrappy kid, man. Uh, and, and my brother will tell you, I always got myself into trouble. I just <laughs> I was just scrappy, you know, no, nothing really ever stopped me from wanting to do something that I really wanted to do, whether it was whether it was good or bad. You know, it was one of those things where being driven, I think there's there's some aspect of being driven that is just inside of you that, you know, is is it's really hard to explain, you know. Yeah. So you had so you obviously you witnessed it, the hard work. Um, you experienced it and at some point you made a decision in your mind, basically in some form, you're going to give back to your parents for the risk that they took coming to, you know, coming here. Um, and also the sacrifices and the the dedication they did because they wanted a better life for you and your brother. And you're saying basically that you had this, you're just a ball of energy, whether the, it was, the energy was directed in a negative way or a positive way, eventually you're able to bottle that up and push it towards a motivating, positive direction. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, so I, f- I feel like Manny, you touched about, uh, upon this before saying that watching your dad or you weren't even awake 
you know, so none of us, I think, were awake when our dads got up to go to work, but mm-hmm. when we were kids anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember you saying that almost kind of the same thing Gilbert was saying is you saw there was no way you weren't going to work hard because right. what your dad did. You want to, like, touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's something I think all of us have seen. You don't, you don't at the time, you don't take it kind of, you don't take it in. You don't realize what's happening until you've kind of grown up and you realize like, man, he, he put in 12 hours, 14 hours. Also we could eat And he, as a kid, you have no idea what's happening. Right. But you know, that was your normal, that that's the norm. You know, that yeah. comes home after 12, 14 hours, you know, eats dinner and then goes about fixing the house and doing this. And it's just like, yeah, that's what dad does. But yeah. you don't gain that appreciation till you're put in that position. He's like, man, and the, the level of respect goes up. Um, and then you think to yourself, uh, you know, you're going to do exactly what you learned. And it mm. really is just a subconscious thing. In my opinion, it's subconscious because you don't ever take note and say, oh, I need to learn from that. You just kind of see it and then you just you kind of, you, you do it yourself. It just becomes a part of you. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, uh, that that's something I hope to be able to pass down to my son um, here as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, does, I remember hearing, I think it was Will Smith or so, I know it was one of these like high-end actors just the two of us, Will Smith. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy. That one. <laughs> that same guy building castles in the sky. Yep. Um, he said something about he turned into a whole other beast when he had when he saw his, when he had his first kid. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, he has two kids, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it doesn't Willow matter. And, he had yeah. a, so anyway, so when he had his child, he went like apparently he said his work ethic, right, went through the roof. Now, anyone who knows Will Smith, he was basically. At one point, I don't know if he is now, was the hardest working uh, actor at his at his height of his career. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure yeah. if he's there anymore, but I think The Rock took that over. Uh, yeah. But uh, Kevin Hart, yeah, they're up there. Mm. So, so did that actually happen to any of you guys here? Any of you guys who obviously I, all of us, but Gabe, but we all have yeah, children abs- did that. <clears throat> Absolutely, like like going back as uh, as a kid. Your first teacher is your parents or your dad. Yeah. So I would see Pop working on a car and me being a little guy, I'd steal like a, a screwdriver and try to like pretend like I'm working on my bike. Like I was doing something. There was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But just because I saw what he was doing look cool. He was busy. He was fixing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I want to fix something too. Like, there was nothing wrong. I'm sticking screwdrivers in like holes that shouldn't be there. But like I just wanted to feel like I'm doing something. I'm working. And like, and then as you get older, you just start your right side, like what we were, I know we were side by side with him. Any, any like simple job he would do or he would take on side jobs at houses and we'd go whether we were, we were the gopher or we were just actually helping or doing nothing. But we just sat there and watch him work day in, day out. And like like Manny said, watching like my dad work 12 hours or whatever, well, I didn't know no difference. I thought uh, that's what I thought like he that was, was supposed to do. Yeah, that's what. So, um, so now as an adult, we work like I work ten hours, eleven hours easily. Like it's nothing because I've yeah. always done that. But that's what we've always been taught. Like that's what we've been taught. That's what I saw. Yeah. You know what I mean, on top of my mom working hours and and it, it all like got put together. But the work ethic our parents put in our head, and then on top of that, like us with Gilbert and stuff, we would go to school all day, then play sports, and at night we would we would go to church three days a week. Like yeah. so, our our weekly schedule was so crazy, but. Growing up, we were like, oh, I don't want to do this. But now as adults, you kind of like, now you know how to manage your hours throughout the day and like put things where they're supposed to go and to 
to be like productive. Yeah. To be I mean, productive like, in every which way. That that's what our parents did with us. They had three kids and they, they still managed to still to, to go to work, take us to our sports, go to church, teach, uh, teach us like the right ways of life, and then and then still do it again the next day and do it in week in week out and. Now we're on our own. Now those are decisions we're making from learning off of them, watching them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it taught us, to, you know, time management and ultimately discipline. I mean, because it was, it was non, not it was literally our schedules were like nonstop. non-stop. And now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow. Because yeah. you hear stories of kids being overbooked, they call it, or overscheduled, and they're just constantly busy and constantly whatever. I was like, wait a minute, so were we. We never called it overbooked or yeah, constantly yeah. that was just life like that's what we did yeah. but it did i felt like it did it gave us a well balance because we were in school we were in sports we went to church that gave us like a well-balanced life so it wasn't like we we're just working for 19 hours yeah. straight and then we went to bed at the same time like my like mom she's like a very organized freak so everything was done or in an organ organized way so it didn't even seem like stuff was crammed in yeah it was just like boom this is what we got to do boom the next step, boom, next hour. So it, it just it so the transitions were just smooth. So we didn't feel overwhelmed as kids. Just thought it was normal. Yeah. 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 No, I mean hard work, we I've always seen hard work. Well, we've always seen hard work. Like when my parents first bought the house in Bristol, Pop had two jobs going on. He was working at the factory and I think working at McDonald's also. And uh so once they were they were saving up money, whatever, to get the house in Bristol, well the house was not nothing ready to be moved into. Yeah. Like it took a long, it took about a good month and a half, two months for them, for, for Pop to rebuild this whole house inside and out to get it ready for his family. Just to make it livable, just, yeah. Yeah, just to make it livable. So, I mean, I just saw him going to work, going to his two jobs, and still figuring out time how to get in there to get this house suitable for for his kids and his wife. Like, that's just straight up hardcore work. And then at the end, it just, it paid off because the house, when we, when we sold the house, the house was completely renovated like no one would ever re- realize that the house looked the way it did from his hard work into that house yeah and so like when i bought my house i thought the same thing i was like the house that i bought it wasn't <clears throat> it was livable like moving ready but i didn't want it the way it was so and i had i was on crunch time so i just had like i think it was like four or five days to get the house ready for me and the girls me and my family so i remember how papa did it he just went in there and nothing was stopping him he just went in busted behind and got the house ready and that's how my motivation was was thinking about how pop was because at the time when he got when i got the house he was sick he was there he actually yeah. helped me my he first was day. dying of cancer and this dude's directing us directing. Like, yo you gotta do this yo you gotta do this yeah. he was yeah. non-stop it was, it was awesome day. but it was yeah. a good feeling to see him there like and watching watching me like put my house up together so i got the house ready within five days and i brought my girls in and we were ready to go so i mean just watching awesome. him, watching him do his hard work, definitely like motivated me to have hard work, like to to do hard work and stuff like that, because it always pays off in the end. Absolutely, and then we'll jump into other topics versus you know hard working hard, you know in a labor manner versus working smart uh, in, in a different tone. Yeah. But but moving right along, let let's jump into the next question. This one's for Gabe. And then, and, and then after Gabe answers, we'll, we'll kind of answer this. What kind of worker do you consider yourself? Do you slack off, do less than what you're paid for? Are you in the middle, just doing what's necessary? Or are you hardworking, uh, maybe over-deliver? Uh, for the most part, I mean, because I, I, at work now, I mean, I do 
stuff way beyond like what I'm actually supposed to be doing anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's always times where like you know you're like not in the movie like you do what you're supposed yeah, to yeah. do at that times but so you're all three depending on the day i think everyone has a slack day though yeah. like you come into work you're like ah i don't yeah. feel like it yeah. and like you and know you, you kind of like just get yeah, the day yeah. along the day by, just, in. yeah but i mean for the most part, at least at least i do what i'm supposed to do for that day but if, yeah. for the most part like even more recently because we've been crazy shorthand that i've been doing way above beyond what i'm supposed to be doing anyway yeah just to cover everybody else and like i'm I'm usually getting backed up just on my own stuff just because helping everybody else out do it. Yeah. Doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, yeah. so yeah. it varies, like, you know, on a day-to-day basis. But, I mean, for the most part, I'm at least I'm, I'm at least the middle part for the most yeah. part. Man, what about you? I, I, I was just listening to you guys. I, I'm not allowed to have that type of day. And I think Mikey and, and what, Gil. What type of day? That, like, kind of slack off day. Uh, yeah. You know, being, I, I, I work for a company, but I run a department. So I look at it to make it through the day and make it kind of worthwhile. I look at it as it is my business. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, that right, little right. department is Manny's business. Yeah. So those days that you guys, I kind of i long for those days yeah. sometimes there let me uh, let me not say i'm not 100 percent. nobody can be 100 yeah. percent all the time it's oh, impossible yeah, but um but there's times where you know you gilbert is yeah well because he has to right and and i was gonna ask him that question it's like you're not allowed like as a boss you can't take off like even when no. you're you're down and out and you have yeah, that day absolutely. you got to find it within you to then motivate your guys because they yep. feed off of you and that that's oh, kind absolutely. of you know, that's a whole different. And that's a whole different level. And being a business owner, everything that's a whole different right, level. Right, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, Mikey can talk to that too. But. Yeah, Goose, yeah. same thing. But I, let me jump in before the two business owners talk. Cause I'm the same with Manny with managing a department. And then I was just me and Manny had this conversation where um, I had to help out with another facility or whatever. So now I'm traveling between two uh, facilities and managing both. It's not. It's it. Yeah, you're you're right. It's like one of those things. You're like, oh my gosh, man. I guess I took for granted the days where yeah, we're just kind of yeah. like laid back and chill. And then you go there and you're. It's it's new. Now you're meeting new people. Now mm-hmm. you're directing new people mm-hmm. what to do and how they operate. And then you know this facility operates. What I just came to realize totally different than the right. way we operate. And you're dealing oh, yeah. with different people, yeah. different attitudes, different you know yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah. Schedules right. are totally different. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. And and then and then I have kind of like the small thing here with uh you know like my blog and then the 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 podcast and doing that managing that there it's the same thing you always have to have a smile you always yeah, have to yeah. when people are emailing you and people are you know getting back to you and and then talking to you and that, putting together the itinerary all this stuff there's no like oh, I don't want to do it today you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. this is what happens and then Gabe knows in the meantime we're editing we're yeah. talking to sponsors we're trying to get the business rolling oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's so stuff. many aspects that aren't all you guys capture, right? Gilbert and Goose, you guys can attest to this. All that the world captures is this little nugget of an hour that we it's, give off a week. Yeah. And that's all they yep. see. Yeah. That's all your your one customer sees, right, Gil? That they just see you for an hour, two hours, however long the job is. They don't know what goes behind that. Goose, they only get a half hour of your haircut, but they don't yeah. know what's going on behind that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's that same kind of concept where he's like, you know they appreciate it, but at the same time, like man, there's a lot going on yeah. behind the scenes. They're just there for the finished product. They don't right. know exactly. how, what yeah, don't. how long it takes or what it takes to get there. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Gil, what do you want? You want to talk on that or? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, like it's like what Manny said. You know, you're not really allowed the luxury. Um, as far as as far as uh, my, myself, you know, I've got uh, a responsibility for multiple families. You know. That I I don't I don't have that opportunity to be like, hey man, you know, today I'm taking off. 
you know, yeah. uh, or, or I'm just going to have a bad day today or, you know, Hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off. So everybody, everybody in this whole room is going to feel me, you know, all pissed off about whatever the case is, you know? And so, uh, I don't, I, I don't have the luxury of, of taking off. Even if I'm, and when I'm on vacation, I'm not off. Oh, you you're know? always yeah, on call. You're always, always on. on call. Yeah. You have to be on standby. I'm, I'm always on, you know, but at the end of the day, I understand my role, you know, as, yeah. as the owner. I mean, I, I, I understand the role. This is the, um, the, the bed that I made for myself, I guess, yeah, so gosh, to speak. I mean, um, but I, I wouldn't take it, uh, I wouldn't take it back. Uh, I don't regret it. I, I love it. Uh, um, you know, there, there's many, many people that rely on, on me to make good decisions, um, to have a good attitude, yeah. you know, what I deal with is what I deal with, and a lot of people don't see it, yeah, only yeah. because it's just it's in the nature of the business. I mean, you just you, you can't to to run uh, success. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, people see that you're human. You know, yeah, and and they know that when you when you're going through something that's difficult. But at the end of the day, all your employees and all the people that are like for Manny, for example, all the people that you're managing, they look at your reactions. Sure. They, they look at the reactions of, of what happens in, in life that's going to make you flip or what happens in life or in the job that's going to make you, you know, not act the way that Manny acts right. or the way yeah. that, mm. you know, any of us act in front of our work people, you know. So it's a big responsibility. But, you know, uh, before I was an owner, I was a go getter. I was just nonstop working all the time. Um, and, and then when I had Jaden, things kind of slowed down. I I. Be, I I still worked hard, but I worked smarter to be able to have more time with my son. And so a lot of refocusing. And then now as, as, as an owner, um, I, I don't have any off days, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing, you know, to, to be where I'm at. So, so is that part of like the cons, I guess that, that you're, you're, you're getting the, the financial freedom or you're getting there where you want to be. Uh, financially and 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 not having a boss and and not you know basically being a director of your own career, but then the busy part is that normally what people encounter Goose Gilbert like when you have like your own business is that it's the busyness of the whole thing because you said you want to have your own you know your own freedom. Um, yeah, it's 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 constantly busy. I mean, I, I'm you know I I I put it to you like this: I stop logging hours. Of how many hours I actually work. Yeah. yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, if I knew how many hours I actually work, <laughs> if I calculated every email, every phone call, every every moment that I had to put towards the business, I I, I wouldn't want to know what those hours are. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about leverage and uh, it's about leveraging a, a certain part of you to someone else to trust in your organization. Yeah. To take that off of your plate, and the more, the more and more and more you do that, the more you realize that you have an organization. You've leveraged yourself in so many aspects of your business that you're able to step back and go, "Hey, look, this week I'm going to go to a, a cruise, or I'm going to go take my family on vacation," and not so much as it is to stress about it. I mean, you're still on the clock because if you get a phone call, your name is on the business. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, your day-to-day operations. That's how we've been able to grow is just to say, okay, you know, I'm getting too busy with 
this. Let me leverage myself and, and hire someone to do this part of what I'm doing. And by, by the time you know it, you know, you'll be you'll be completely leveraged and the business can run uh, with or without you. Yeah. And, and that's that's when that's how I see the, the success is when a business can run completely smooth with 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 the culture that you've created in your organization. And you can actually step away for a month and go, hey, you know, Pure Line's doing they're, they're doing rock solid because we've put in the foundation. The foundation is everything. And the foundation probably takes a long time to build. But once you have the foundation, man, you're solid. And then that, that's where your freedom kind of kind of comes in. So, so we live in a microwave society, meaning that people want everything yesterday with a, an employee mentality. Yeah. So they only mm-hmm. want to put in minimal work and want everything as fast as they can. Yeah. With that being stated, do you think or does anyone here think that is when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to being a, you know, a business owner? Do you think that's a personality thing and that's only for uh, specific people or do you think people can convert to think a certain way and act a certain way and own their own business? That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, it is. It's, it's almost a trick question. Yeah. I mean, th- that's a loaded question. So you're talking about, uh, I think, generational differences. Yeah. So you're talking about millennials versus you know gen x versus whatever you want to call um the the generations now i think like you said it's a microwave type society where everything everybody wants something instantly yeah Yeah. so at the end of the day as as having a business or or just working in a business not even just necessarily having a business but if you're just working at a company you're going to get these people that that say hey look i'll work hard but at four o'clock i want to go mountain biking and I want to come in at nine on Mondays and then I want to leave on two o'clock on Fridays. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a, that is just the generation today. You know, it's, it's just uh, um, like the things that they do outside of work versus when we grew up, it was work was everything. Yeah, like you yeah, go into work at 7 a.m. You get, you know, you work until until your boss says, hey, we're good and you can leave. Yeah. Not anymore. Now it's very uh, employee driven. And so you have to kind of not necessarily cater to those kind of needs, but uh, taking consideration, how do you, how are you going to get the best out of an employee mm-hmm. who lives that type of lifestyle or has that type of mentality? And we, we struggle with that. Yeah, well, so. that's that's the that's the really that's one of the points of you always having to be on as your business yeah. develops. Uh, you have to continue to evolve as a business owner because people's yeah. wants and needs and necessities yeah. change with with each generation. So, what used to just be strictly pay and maybe medical benefits is now you know quality of life, time with parents, flexibility of uh, yeah. or time with kids, flexibility of hours. You know, there's, you know, that that's the, the, the hard work that nobody sees. That's the, the, the man behind the curtain. That's what drives your business that nobody sees. And that's the uh, kind of the ugliness of success that nobody wants to talk about. And that's where the, the real hard work kind of starts and, and ends. I like something Manny said earlier, too, when he said he sees his department uh, as his own little business, as his own little entity. Because I'm, I'm, I'm hopping around looking for a book. But it was written by uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Man, do you remember what that book was called? 
Anyway, Dave Ramsey, who's oh a like God. a financial guru, yeah. has his own show, uh, you know, the Dave Ramsey show or whatever. But anyway, he always interviews, every once in a while he'll interview this rabbi who basically uh, gives you the outlook of the Jewish culture and how they view themselves. So they literally like label themselves purposely. So my, uh, my brother Miguel, Goose, would be called Goose the Barber. Gilbert the plumber and so that you would already know who they are even if you guys didn't own your own companies so you were already your own entity so like yeah. if someone in the family needed a haircut you would come to their house and make your own money you wouldn't do it at you know the you know the the job site same thing with you if I needed you know plumbing work done you would just come to my house without you know it's just a given and everyone had has their own little trade or whatever it yeah. is yeah. um how do you feel as like a business owner if you when your guys take on kind of that pride or take on that kind of you know they're going to your clients houses inside their houses and i remember one thing you were telling me which was uh it was super funny because i started to pay attention to this stuff that you guys put booties on when you walk into someone's house um and then i watched one of these uh you know like one of the verizon guys or something we we're getting our cable and he did the same thing he put a little booty on and i was cracking up i'm like that was something i'm not going to mention the other cable company they didn't do and the dude actually left mud tracks in my in my office so, so, so if your guys do that and take on that, like they're the mini Gilbert, how awesome is that? Man, that, that's, that's priceless. I mean, uh, you, you can't get better employees like that. I like to call them lifers. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, to be I think to be successful, you have to have a good group of people around you. Your employees are everything. They're the face of the company. I, I'd be a fool to sit here and think that everyone calls – the company because of because of me, you know that that would be that would be a, a, a foolish thing to say. Right. You know they they're calling because of the person that they met that represents our organization. Yeah. It's my job to create a culture that that employees would want to go. You know what? I'm taking ownership of this department. I'm taking ownership of this other department. You know, or or that kind of mentality of this is mine. Because at the end of the day, um, if you know. As an owner, you have to keep guys like Manny motivated. You know, you have to keep them and go, okay, you know what? What's important to him? You know, what, what, you know he knows what's important to me. Mm -hmm. So what's important to him so that we can reciprocate that kind of care, that kind of mentality of, you know what, Manny, you got our back. I'm going to have your back, you know. And and just like Manny said, there's there a lot of things that people don't uh, have as priority. Like it's not money all the time. Mm -hmm. It could be like, hey, look, I got two weeks pay vacation. I want three extra days. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's true though. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I'm I, I've been looking at a canoe for the last six months. You know what, Manny? Here's your canoe. Bam. There's different things that you could do, especially with with people that motivate themselves like that. that that's just priceless. I mean, you you can't get a better employee like that. Yeah, that's um, that's that's beautiful. I, 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 I it's nice to hear that coming from you know the business mindset. Obviously, not everyone thinks in that manner, and you know, and that's how they lose employees yeah. ultimately. But um, to I love how you keep going back to you are the one responsible for cultivating that 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 culture and having that kind yeah. of atmosphere of of love and appreciation. Um, that it's not just about you know the money. Yeah. That the hard work is being seen. You're not going unnoticed, and and even small things like rewards and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah, it, it's 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 very important to people to understand that they are appreciated. I mean, that just comes from any aspect, any level. When once a person starts to have the mentality where, well, I'm paying you, that's the reason why you should be doing what I'm telling you to do. While that is 100% factual, because that's all that is, that's just a fact, there's no empathy in there, there's no caring in there, there's no love in that statement. I once worked for a guy who said that, he says, I don't understand bonuses, I don't understand what that means, what is a Christmas bonus, what... He wanted me to explain to him, and I said, well, first of all, I've gotten them before. I've never asked this guy for a bonus. I don't know where this came out of, like, like left field or whatever. And I said, I just think it's just kind of like a token of appreciation yeah. that, you know, kind of a little extra. Um, just like when you go to a restaurant, you paid for your meal, but you gave that person a tip. It's just a little extra, and sometimes your tip varies. If they stunk at what they did, your tip's a little lower. Yeah. But if they're, you know, a master at their craft... You're given 20% and plus, yeah. right? Yeah. That's kind of all the bonus was. And I wasn't even asking for one. I was just trying to explain it to him. He's like, yeah, that's why I pay you. That's why I pay you hourly. And I said, that's... And to be honest with you, this guy's business stunk. Like, yeah. he had no... Um, and it will. Oh, and it was awful. What was What's that yeah. called? When employees don't stay around. He had turnover. No, he had, turnover. Yeah, his turnover was awful. Literally every week he was in, uh, interviewing somebody. And uh, he spent all his time mm-hmm. on these interviews and getting people through that process instead of retaining what you have yeah, and true. and and yeah. I felt like he was wasting more money by doing what he's doing having that kind of mentality. Yeah. True. The the biggest thing you could do in my opinion, you know, and again, I I have I didn't go to school for business. I didn't go, I didn't go, I mean, I, I was literally just jumped into it, but learning knowing people and learning people, I think the biggest thing you could do to uh to keep people and to and to retain is, you know, to, to let your people know that they have a voice. You know, what, what we do at, at, at my, in, in, in the organization, in my organization, is when we have a, a big time decision to make, I, I literally have a roundtable discussion with all 16, 17 people in the organization and go, listen, this and, not, and it is not necessarily to go, hey, what do you guys think? We're going to do that. But it is to say, hey, look, this is what we're thinking of doing. I just want everybody to know. You know, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and, and move into a new building or whatever the decision may be. Yeah. So then and then that way you say, does anybody have any comments or questions or concerns? It's all laid out there. So then if somebody has an idea on, on, on anything, it's like, you know what? Hey, man, that was a great idea. We're going to go ahead and implement that idea. That was fantastic. You want to create that culture? That's how you create that culture is by having your people have a voice in your own organization. Who wants to go to work and, and, and go... I'm not important, and it doesn't matter what I say. You can streamline processes, but my manager's not going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have a disgruntled person that's going to be like, you know what, I'm out. Versus going, hey, manager, hey, Manny, I have an idea, man. You know, we've been doing it this way, but I feel like if we put this app in place and, and we and we streamline this process, we can save 3% a month, 5 10%. And a good manager like Manny is going to be like, you know what? That's a fantastic idea. Let me go ahead and have a team meeting about it, and we'll see what we could do. Mm-hmm. That person that went to Manny, if that process is implemented, will stay forever. That's just the, the – the, to me, in a nutshell, that's the easiest way you're going to create a really good culture and have people stay for a long time. That's crazy you said that because uh, working for the state, I've been there for going to my 11th year. You always felt like nobody listened to you. Nobody cared. 
So there was never one, that one person to stand up and, you, you know, like to take that initiative to listen to the actual employees. So this one new guy comes in back in July. He started doing this uh, brown bag lunch. Once a month on a Thursday, you bring your lunch into the conference room. And it started out at first in the conference room. Uh, and all 900 employees, more than that, are welcome to go at lunchtime and go in there, voice your opinion, give an idea, get his feedback onto what's going on. So the first time it happened, it was only in one conference room. It was so huge that they actually set up what we're doing now with Skype. So they have the cameras and they have three conference rooms in each building. So wow. now they have Skype going on and people are going back and forth and voicing their opinion. And, and so much has changed within these past uh, seven months, eight months now within the state because of this guy. Now, mind you, this guy is young and he's very, very... Uh, aggressive is like as far as trying to get things done and trying to prove his point and show that things can get done as long as you appreciate your employees yeah. exactly and right. uh and 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 i think when he came a lot of people were like whatever he's a young kid he's gonna come in here and demolish everything and just make it no he's actually turning everything around he uh he he, he put social media into play with us we're it so we should have an IT or, or a Twitter account or a Facebook account open so that we can go back and forth as employees, but also other agencies can see what we're actually doing, what's going on. Right. So when this kid came in, this guy came in, I mean, I say younger, he's younger than me, and he is CTO wow. of this place of, of over a thousand people. So, I mean, it's, it's cool like what you're saying, like if you give your employees, like let them have that voice. Then they will show it, and they'll they'll appreciate it more. Like you're showing them the appreciation. It gives them bigger investment and incentive to actually work <laughs> Absolutely. harder. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So then, all right. Going opposite of that, as a boss, how do you handle employees that are not pulling their weight? Mm, mm. Uh, hmm. You know, like how many chances do you give them? Do you pro provide them with with solutions? How do you motivate your employees? Uh, do you reward the hard work? We kind of talked about that. Uh, Gilbert buys people canoes. I want about to go work for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a job. I want a canoe. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that that how do you that that's has been my biggest struggle. For me, the first thing is to nobody's ever going to work as hard as you, right? You know, they'll always do a little bit less than what you'll do. So. The hardest thing for me was to be objective and and really like he be realistic and, and be completely objective to know that they're not going to be you. You're 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 the manager for a reason, or you're put in this position for a reason. I don't have to be a manager, but separating myself from just do what I do to realizing what they do, and then be able to manage from there, and then start to set goals and start to really just frame a game plan around their strengths and weaknesses was when everything started to change. You know what they're, you know, what they're what they're not pulling, that weight they're not pulling, you know, but they might be doing they might be pulling more weight over here. So I kind of framed everything around and it might be right or wrong, I've kind of framed myself and molded myself to fill in the gaps and then get rid of some of those responsibilities that that person likes. So instead of, you know, wait, he he might not be pulling the right type of weight, so to speak, but now I'll get him to pull, okay, we'll pull that way then. I'll pull this way. I'll pull that way. Together, we'll we'll get, we'll get it moving forward. So you're um, saying you go towards their strengths. 
yeah, I, I kind of mold myself around to what the team needs. Because um, at first I was just pissed, and it it came off. It was I was passive, and it was it became passive aggressive, and then at one point it was just direct, yeah. and it was just it was horrible. And that culture that 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 uh, Gil's talking about is that wasn't it wasn't good because I would get antsy and I'd have to work myself up literally into a frenzy to just tell you know who essentially is my employee look just you know do this so it was just now here goal setting this is what we need to do this is what i'd like to see done and then it was just easier but i separated myself from being annoyed or upset that you're not doing what i'm doing well no they're not they're, they're not supposed to be doing what what you're doing yeah. so are you saying this as as in working hard or not doing whatever not fulfilling their job description well, not fulfilling their job description is, is I mean, that's an, an immediate problem. That's just yeah. factual base. Like, listen, this is your responsibilities. This is what you need to be doing. And that's more So you were direct. taking not carrying their weight as the equivalent to yourself. Correct. Like, and, that, and that was my big, like, where I felt, I, you know, and everybody feels like this, and I'm sure everybody can touch on this, is where you feel like you're, like, underwater at some point, And meanwhile, they might be on their phone texting around a smoke break. And internally, my brain wants to fry. Like yeah, I'm inside. I'm, yeah, I'm that's you pissed. because you're managerial. Like you're managing at that point. So yes, you are always going to be above them. You will always be doing more than them. Uh, to to a degree. I mean, but there's layers to it where you know you could be wasting rather than spending your time on something that doesn't necessarily need your attention or, or moving the the department or the business forward right. you're kind of doing busy work where something oh, okay. this is what that person is kind of there for yeah, yeah. to help grow the business well i'm doing the little tedious work tea smoking a cigarette and then inside i'm just burning you know a hole in myself my soul's dying slowly so i had to kind of you know you gotta you learn and mature and evolve over yeah. time um but that's kind of that. That's been the most difficult part for me is 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 that conversation. So in a sense, you you provided them with a solution. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was more geared towards what their strength was. Yeah. yeah and then you know, giving them goals to you know try to make their weaknesses a little bit stronger or, or kind of you know help them to to evolve and, and even progress forward. Yeah. So goal goal setting really was was the easy way for me to do it. Yeah. So, Gil, you yeah. talked about, um, or Goose, one of you guys actually could answer. It was really in between. Um, you know, rewarding uh, your employees, right, for, you know, certain in, in certain sure. aspects and kind of tailoring it, obviously, to them. Yeah. Uh, as the one example that was said, one person might want a canoe, the other person might want uh, vacation. And obviously, it depends on the kind of person they are. If they really are pulling their weight and, and, and they're excelling, and, and you wanted to, I guess, you know, reward that to, in some form. What, how, how do you, this is, this always, and, and you obviously you talked about, um, you know, employee psychology and, and, and stuff like that, but how do you guys motivate an employee who you know has the potential, maybe has a skill set, um, and you're in the back of your mind, they probably even have a better skill set than you. And you're cracking up in the back of your mind, like, wow, if this person actually applied themselves, they would be something <laughs> yeah. that is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with me, my, my field is totally different. We're, we're um, commission based. So it's like what you do, that's how you kind of get paid. And that's, yeah. So it's like, like a motivator in itself. Well, yeah. So if you're sitting around doing nothing, you're not getting paid. Yeah. So I had one of my employees, like, he's sitting around, he's like, dude, I should just come in later because I don't get no one in the morning, blah, 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 and just kept complaining about it like that. 
And then another employee of mine, he's full-fledged on social media. Put himself on blast. Like, yo, I'm open. I have this, man, this, these out, these, uh, these appointment slots open, fill it up. And he's always jam-packed. And then, like, he's, and I look at the two, they're totally different. So yeah. I try to combine them. So I said to the one that's sitting around, like, yo, do what he does. Put yourself on social media. Put yourself on blast. Put yourself out there. Tell them you're, you're open. You're free, like, these hours or whatever. And, or just, like, knock off a couple dollars off off what you normally charge just to draw them in. Yeah. And then on me, so as customers walk-ins come in, I kind of push them in his direction. Yeah. So he's getting, trying to get flooded with work and stuff like that. Right. So then, like, him hearing me, oh, yeah, he's good. Go over there. So that's boosted him up. He knows that I have that confidence in him. Yeah, sure. As opposed to if... if, if I didn't talk to him or I don't push like work his way or like he's just going to sit there and just stare at his phone and be, he'll be on social media just liking people's pictures instead of <laughs> posting his pictures. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, we, we try to convert the other way. I'm like, you're on the yeah, yeah, post pictures. Do, do what you're, you're, what you love. He's just not like, he's just expecting everything to fall in his lap. Yeah. Yeah. Go and it's, yeah. So it's like, but now like in the past like month or two, now he's getting flooded and like now he doesn't even know what to do. And, uh, he's, He's saturated with work now, but he's just like now. It's like I got too much. I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta cut my day early because I'm working too much. And it's just like there's I certain people. Yeah, there's certain people balance. that that's just they want to work at their own pace. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not, they're not as aggressive as you and I are. Yeah. They, like I'll, I'll eat it all day long. I'll keep going. Yeah. Some people just want to do it at their pace because if and if you force them, their product isn't gonna be right either. They're gonna be rushing stuff and it's gonna be like what yeah. the heck. Yeah. So like yeah, I mean so in and in sense like. At the end of the week, I buy the, I buy the guys lunch on a Friday, like pizzas, whatever, and just show my appreciation. Christmas time, give them a little bonus, it'll sell. My 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 business is really really small, yeah. so I can't compete. I don't have like like giving canoes yet. away. Yeah, I don't have that. Like, <laughs> I'm not. It's smaller than than like what most businesses are, but like I get that one on one action with them. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So absolutely. I mean, that's just. That's just what I. I would never see a bonus or any appreciation. I mean, I'll see appreciation, but I'll never see any bonuses. Yeah, but you're gonna have a you have a pension and great benefits, so you get one or the other. Yeah, your benefits are different. Yeah, the bonuses that that was just that's why I was saying that before too is part of that's part of the package. That's part of what you get with you know. So some people don't have pensions. Some people don't even have retirement plans. Some people don't even have insurance, and they're they have to get they have to self insure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Um, true. So it really depends on the. I think with the motivational thing, it's just one of those deals where um, we we do quarterly bonuses for the guys, and not many people do that. You know, like I heard uh, Jimmy Lee saying that you know sometimes you just don't get a bonus. You know, or heck, you know, you just you'll see appreciation, but you're just not gonna see a bonus. So what? Um, I was in a field for a long time in a plumbing truck, worked for different plumbing companies, and I've always heard that. You know, hey guys, no bonus. Sorry. We had a bad year, or this, or whatever excuse you can possibly imagine. And they go out and buy heard. new trucks after two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just kind of made it into a, a priority that every time we do the yearly budget, we do our financials every year, that the budget shows the bonus for every quarter dependent on if we hit our numbers. Yeah. Right. So then again, it's all about creating a culture. It's about, you know, dealing with employees that sometimes slack off, you know, even though they could be doing great. And all of a sudden, you know, in the third, second quarter, the numbers really, really dip. And then you're like, hey, look, let's have a conversation. You know what's going on? Your performance is actually affecting not only yourself and not 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 just what you got going on, 
but the rest of the company, the rest of your other guys, the rest of your brotherhood that's here that everybody else is pulling her weight. So it really comes down to a conversation, you know, but uh, as far as motivation, yeah, we do quarterly bonuses. Uh, we have uh, a company trip. We do We have a, an entire company outing every year. Once a year, we take the whole company out to the beach with their significant other, you know, so uh, it, it creates a lot of really good morale. Um, but just being real transparent, being making yourself open to your employees, showing them the budget, showing them the things that they want to see so they can see how the business operates. And, and you're not this owner that walks around like up here that nobody can talk to, that nobody knows what's going on, yeah. that everybody thinks that, you know, you're making millions and millions of dollars as the mm-hmm. owner. No, yeah. no, no, no. Come, come to the, you know, in our shop, my actual office is in a extremely open area on a folding table. And then so when everybody comes in, I'm not in an office, so to speak, with a door at all. I'm literally like just, hey, man, what's going on? Everybody sees me when I'm there. So anybody ever has any questions? Hey, how are we doing for the year? How are we doing for the quarter? I'm like, here, here's the budget. Boom. And I show them, you know. And so it it might be really unorthodox, but, you know, for what we got going on, it really works. And really, really having good people. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like that approach. It's yeah. different. And and like you said, you created this atmosphere. You created this, quote, brotherhood. And you also created this entity. So it's really whatever you want uh, you want it to be. It's, that's, it's your creation. That's, that's a his, special part about it. That's his freedom. Remember, he exactly. said he was still free. That's your freedom. You get to do what you want. Not necessarily being free, being, you know, do whatever you want outside of work but your freedom is to be able to maneuver and manipulate your business to make it what you want that's the freedom that you know sure. entrepreneurs and these these business owners gail and, and mikey get you know the luxury that they have and i'm sure we've all worked for someone who generated an atmosphere that was so negative i don't know say negative but something that you didn't want to be around and now you have the chance to make your own basically mm-hmm. What did I always want to work around? You know what I'm saying? Because you guys, a lot of times when you're giving the bonuses or when you're talking to your guys, you're thinking how you were. Like you said, you heard these these conversations go on in a truck saying, yeah, no bonuses this year. Like, you know what? I'm never going to do that. I'm going to have bonuses for it. But you made it an incentive, not just a la mala throwing bonuses all over the place. People are getting unappreciative of that. Um, (laughs) I think it's part of that. All right. So. Um, but the last one, this is for anyone, uh, but I'm going to have Gilbert kick it off. All right. So we're talking about hard work does pay off. We're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about mentality. We're talking about having a healthy environment, uh, while we work where, what do you have like a daily reminder to, to bring it, hone it in sometimes when you forget, or when you get a stressed, uh, caller or, or customer that calls in and, and goes, Haywire, you're just having an off day. Do you, is there a motto that you live by to kind of remind you what's going on? Oh boy. Um, you know, I, I guess for me, when, 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 I guess when stuff hits the fan, um, <laughs> you know, to put it in nice you know, terms, yeah. uh, you know, uh, <sighs> I guess the weight of the responsibility um, just weighs on me. You know, when you're having a day like that, uh, the responsibility kind of weighs on you. And I really always go back to um, the the people that we've got and the families that are relying on me to keep my cool, um, to make good decisions, to to be level headed. 
um, and to have their best interests at heart. And so every time that I, I, I have a bad day, because they do come, um, when it's stressful, when the phone's ringing off the hook, when I can't answer all the emails, when, you know, things like that, I just, I, I literally, you know, I, I, I take a deep breath and, uh, and, and just realize that it's, it's, it's just life, you know, and uh, if you let it get the best, best of you, your reaction can cause such a, uh, 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 a negative tone to everybody around you. So no matter what happens in your life, no matter what news you get, no matter what what uh, situations employees kind of bring, personal or uh, whatever the situation is, is knowing that you're grounded, uh, whether you're grounded in your faith, whether you're grounded with your family, uh, what you truly believe in, what, what your priorities are in your life, that that is what I think about. You know, I think about my family. I think about my faith. I think about God. I think about, you know, what what I'm made up of. You know, what what my parents have taught me, uh, day in and day out. And at the end of the day, uh, there's no situation in in my work business life that can cause me to have such a reaction that I I can actually lose more than than I know. And so, um, it's just staying grounded, staying humble. Uh, knowing where you come from, and uh, you know that 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 really goes a long way with me. So there isn't a, a particular saying or a motiv- motivational, you know, some motivational quote or anything like that 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 I kind of go back to and go, okay, this is my quote of the day. I'm gonna stick to this as it is, just how I'm built. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a mentality. Yeah, I think that was pretty yeah, well said. All right, so with that being said, we are going to. Wrap it up with the quotes, and the first quote is by. Does everyone remember Marlon Wayans from the Wayans? Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah, he was the yeah, funny. Brother. He was the goofy. He was he the goofy the brother. Funk, the, the, the who drink in the hood? Who drinking my juice in the hood? Ain't that oh yeah, movie? South Central. I drinking yeah, my juice in the hood. Don't be a menace. To the menace society of the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Uh, all right. So his quote goes like this: Success is not a destination, but the road you're on. Being successful means that you're working hard and walking your walk every day. You can only live your dream by working hard towards it. That's living your dream. So that's by Marlon Wayans. And the second one is by Maria Bartiromo. I think my biggest attribute to any success that I have that I've had that I have had is hard work. There really is no substitute for working hard. So Obviously, working hard does pay off. Um, we're here, episode number thirty-three, with our good friend Gilbert. Gil, is there any you know plugs you want to you know or shout-outs you want to do now that we're wrapping up the episode here? Sure. Or, um, and where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, we're in North Carolina in the Durham area, Durham Raleigh, and uh, you can go on our website www.peerlineplumbing.com. Get all the info you need. Uh, you can call us. Uh, we're on Facebook as well on Pure Line Plumbing, and uh, we we travel the U.S. doing medical stuff. So you know, if you're a facility director or anybody listening that, that works in hospitals or uh, animal hospitals and, and needs some some medical gases ran, just go on our website, give us a call, and uh, we'll take care of it for you. Beautiful, beautiful, nice. nice. All right, Gil, thank you for joining us. Appreciate uh, you, bud. Thank you. That was yeah, awesome. man, thanks for having me. Hey, Gilbert, after this show, uh, I want to talk to you. I want to give you my address to see if I can get a canoe. Yo. <laughs> yeah. 
That canoe yeah, is a line of the day. Meet the numbers in, our, in the Christmas <laughs> budget. <laughs> <laughs> any, any canoe you want. <laughs> All right. Does hard work pay off? In this episode, we had a special guest, friend, and entrepreneur, Gilbert Rodriguez. We discussed topics of working hard, the types of workers we are, the kinds of examples we have and lead for our children, and what we want them to take away from it and our recommendations to slackers. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Marlon Wayans and Maria Bartiromo. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.